don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, or as we like to call it, the Pod Pod. I'm John, coach of the 2,500-ish ranked Nico Hindsight. There's a lot to discuss after the final buy round last week, and we can now officially say that we're in the final stretch. To chat about all of the important players and strategic moves heading into round 20 of the NRL season, I'm joined by two fellow super coaches who are at the opposite ends of the feeling spectrum at the moment. First, a man who is absolutely riding high after back-to-back big weeks, and his side Tubes Pods is now just outside the top 1,000. It's the Pod Hunter himself, Tubes. How are you, mate? Yeah, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm happy to be at the top. Um, nice to be introed first, not just ahead of our second guest, but you could have brought on any guest under the Pod Pod, and they'd be <laughs> after me uh, in the, in the rankings <laughs> this week. So, uh, no, I'm feeling good, and. And it, it's been a good few weeks. I, I, I We were talking before, like I've been just going through looking for my pot of the week this week and I'd noticed like five or six of them are, are of those in my team are still pods. So, um, yeah, I'm flying high at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, and, geez, you're chirpy. You're really feeling yourself at the moment. It actually stung me to have to do such a positive introduction for you just then. But, uh, yeah, well done. All right, ne- next up. A man who, despite his strong rank of 2,600, is feeling a bit low and is here tonight to rediscover his super coach, Mojo. It's the coach of C-Mac Shark Attack, Chris. Welcome to the pod, Chris. Thanks, John. You know what? I actually feel a bit better after last week. I, um, you know, it was only just over 1,000, but it just it just felt like a step in the right direction, which um, I hadn't taken one of them for a while. So, uh, yeah, look, it'd be nice to get the Mojo back in full swing, but I felt like I made the right moves on the weekend, so it was good. Yeah, there's, there's been a couple of times this year where I've, I've felt like you were going poorly and then I look at your rank and it's still really good. So you, you're well, well within distance. And I think last time the three of us were on a pod together, you, you'd had a couple of down weeks and were looking and then came out and had a massive score. So hopefully this helps you rediscover your form, mate. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed uh, history repeats itself there. But it's uh, it's an exciting week, this one. You know, the last of the basically the bye weeks, you've got three teams on the bye and then um, you're into the nitty-gritty run home and, most teams should be pretty well sorted. So, no, good times from now on, I think. Huge step change in discussions this week. No more talking about buys, looking at people, those schedules. And now it's all about how many trades you've got left and how do you, how do you work on getting the guns in that are coming back? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about, though, which, which premium players are the, are the focus. But uh, first up, uh, entries, as we all know now, officially closed for the Pod Pod Unlimited group. But if you still want to join and compare yourself, the group code is 890189. In the lead and actually sitting 63rd overall is Craig, coach of Birdman's Bullets, but it's still very open with many teams close by. Tubes, I want to throw to you to update us on the Queenstown bet, but I've got to say something before that this happened off air just before we hit record. Chris caught tubes cheating on the on the on the Queenstown bet spreadsheet and giving himself a bigger lead than he deserves. So tubes, I'm going to throw to you, but can you please be honest about the numbers? Mm, there was an accounting error, but um, regardless, with uh, my thousand and eighty-eight on the weekend, and Jono, you managed a thousand and thirty-seven. Uh, Chris, a thousand and thirty-six. So you guys weren't too far off, and then. Uh, uh, the Podfather and I have taken the lead again. We're 43 ahead of you two. And Dan and Matt, uh, yeah, they just keep getting further and further away. They're, they're 657 behind um, us um, and, and yeah, really just trying to put some respectability back in their name for the rest of the year, I think. And both noted, noted, noticeably absent tonight as well. Matt usually dodges hosting duties if he has a school that he wasn't too happy with. So, yeah, very, very noticeably absent. Um, before we get into the analysis tonight, I want to play a, a new segment, a quick game with the two of you. Uh, so the end game of Supercoach starts now. We've been talking a lot about end game players and end game teams, and that is, that is here and now. Uh, so we're looking at those players who are coming off the back of original injuries who you might want to bring back in or bring back in for the first time. And it, it's easier said than done as the, the trade cupboard is running very bare. Tubes, I know that you and I are both nine trades coming into this round. Chris, where, where are you at trades-wise? It's exactly the same position, nine. There we go, which I'd say is probably about par, do you think, across most super coaches? I've definitely seen some with less, and I'm sure there's some with a few more. But seems seems probably about right. 
I think about par, if not just just below ten would have been nice, but yeah. I can't imagine that there's many people in the top thousand that that have many more trades than nine. I suppose like you've you've had to you would have had to use them in that over this buy period. So I, I think nine nine feels around par, as you said, Jono. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, catchy name this game is called Must Have, Really Want, or Live Without. The, the name of the game that no one will forget. So basically the way this is going to work is I'm going to say a player and you guys need to tell me if they are a must-have, meaning that you cannot go without them and would make sure they're in your team. Really want means you can't guarantee you'll get them, but you'd really like to and will really try. Or live without, meaning you've already resigned yourself to the fact that you probably won't be able to get them in moving forward for this year. So those rules make sense? Got it. Shoot, John. Simple game. All right. And it doesn't matter if you have them or not. Let's just pretend that you're someone who doesn't have them and would you make them a priority. So first name on the list, Tubes, Harry Grant. Uh, I think he's he's a live without for me if you don't have him already. Chris's face shows that he's not quite in agreement with that. What are your thoughts, C-Mac? I must have for Harry. I um, he's, he's he's the hooker. Um, beg, borrow and steal to get him in my opinion. But ju- – Tubes is flying, so I think if you don't have him already, like he's he's at like people would be likely owning Cook um, or someone else. Harry's just not that much better so far this year at hooker that I think he's a he's a must have if you if you don't already have and you and you're sort of low on trades and working out what you're going to do. He's averaging sixty nine, like it's not out of this world. No, fair enough. I'm with Tubes. I think he's a live without. I don't think I'm going to be able to get Harry, and I'm not too worried. I've got Cook and Robson personally, and I think that with that combo, I should be able to not sit too far behind the Harry Greenos. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Tubes on that one. Uh, what about Payne Haas? C-Mac, you start us off. Yeah, live without Payne. Um, just the injury. There's a few more front rowers popping up, so no, I'd be living, I am, I'm resigned to the fact I will not be having Payne Haas. I've got him as a really want. Can't guarantee I'll get him, but I've – I really want to get him in. Mm, I think I'd probably sit on the live without side of that as well. I just don't think – he hasn't gone over 100 this year. I don't think it's killing you not to have Payne Haas when there's some really good options out there. Uh, speaking of good options, the next one on the list, Tino Fa'asuamalawe. What do we have him as, Tubes? Uh, live without for me. Too expensive. I'd rather Haas than him for the price. He's a really want for me. I'm not going to go breaking my team apart just to get him, but – if the stars align and I can make it work, he will be in there. I, I had him as a really want, but I forgot about the price difference between Tino and Payne. That actually, Tubes might have actually just by sheer fact of mentioning that alone, that might almost make me flip those two around. Because then there is like, what, what's the difference in prices? 100. Probably 200, I reckon. Nearly 200. Oof. Far out of that price difference, I guess. Yeah, maybe Payne's a better priority. But uh, next one, Chris, it's your turn. David Fafita. Must have, must have. I'm getting him this week after been watching for so long. It's yeah, I need to do it for my mental health, for my overall happiness. And yeah, he's a must have. Hundred percent, he's a must have. I like even if you don't go this week, you must get him. He's averaging what like twelve points more than the closest second row forward and possibly could kick even further. Yeah, I'm with you guys. He's an absolute must-have. I think in terms of per position, he's the furthest ahead of the number two guy of anyone. So I'm, I'm an absolute must-have for Fafita. Uh, next one's a little bit tricky and it might depend on who you already own, but what about Nathan Cleary, Tubes? I think he's a must-have as well. I, I think for some it might be a nice-to-have if you're like an SJ owner. Um, for me, he's a must-have. Yeah, I, I agree with Tubes. He's a must-have. I've got Hughes there at the moment. But, yeah, my, my plan all year has been to run home with Nico and Cleary. If Penrith, you know, catch fire, which I think they will for the last six or seven weeks, you've got to be on that bandwagon. I have him as a really want. I, I would absolutely love to get Cleary in. But if I couldn't get him, if injuries hit or the cash didn't quite work, I've got Hines and SJ, and I think I'd be okay with running those two home. But he said, I'd love to upgrade SJ to, to clear it if I had the chance. Uh, what about Cam Munster, Chris? I really want, really want Cam Munster. Like, uh, he's been, like, I think he's averaging early 70s. He's had a pretty good year, sort of in and out. But I, uh, I've got him. So I, luckily, I don't have to make that decision. But I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't be breaking my team apart to get him because there's a lot of other options there. But yeah, definitely really want. I'm honestly really torn on Munster. Um, I think I'm going to live without this year. Oof, 
Well, I'm, I'm going must-have, so we're all on a different plane completely on, on Munster, so probably our most controversial one so far because I think he's one I'm definitely going to look at getting next week. Part, part of that is that I think he's good value for money as well at what he's currently priced at. Uh, what about Dylan Brown for the run home? Tubes? I really want him when he's back for sure. I think he's the best 5'8". Yeah, I can probably live without Dill. Um, so what, what will he have? Come back around 23? Yeah, so he's actually only going to play three of the last four games because they missed yeah. the final round. They've got the they've got the last round by so just purely because of the amount of games he's playing, it's a live without for me. I think he's a live without for ninety percent of people, which is why I'm going to enjoy really wanting to get him. In. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, in the centre wing, uh, I think. Tubes, I think it's your turn, or is it Chris's turn? I can't keep up with this game, but Val Holmes. I'll dive in there. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I'm not going to break the bank to get him. I'd love to have him, um, but I don't think the stars are going to align for me. So, look, um, yeah. Look, I, yeah, I'd, if I didn't know him, I'd live without him at his price, 850K. Um, I think you just have to let him go. Yeah, there's a lot of good options in the centre wing, and assuming if you don't own Val, you probably own four or five other really good options. So I think if I didn't own, he'd be a live without. Uh, final player of this new game, the first and last time ever we probably played this game. But what about Latrell Mitchell Tubes? I think he's a really want um, and, and borderline must have for me. Um, I, I think I will be getting him. Um, but if things went the wrong way in some other areas, I'd probably. I could, I could, I could go without him. So really want uh, for me. Yeah, he's a he's a live without for me, and that's not to say I'm not going to watch a few games at the back end of the of the year, going, oh my god, oh my god, because I got a feeling he will have some big, big moments. But um, I think there's a few options at fullback, and I think uh, just given their draw in terms of their buy schedule, I'm happy to uh, watch Latrell. Yeah, Chris, you mentioned as well off air that. Uh... The Rabbitohs missed that round 26 grand final week for the head-to-head players out there too. And there's a lot of people that are probably going to be in and around that that head-to-head grand final stage. So if you're someone who's focused on that, then you might want to avoid him completely. Oh, I'm going to go with Tubes on that one. I think he's a really want for me. I uh, I think that for the, those reasons about him having that buy and coming off the injury, a lot of people will steer clear. And I think he's going to have much lower ownership levels than what he probably should. So for that reason, he's he's a really want for me. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right, well, that's it for this week's edition of Must Have, Really Want or Live Without. Uh, let's get into the normal analysis now. And hopefully, Could be it for the Pod Pod edition of that segment. Uh, John, I will see what the feedback's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get into our weekly analysis now. And I guess some of these guys we've already discussed, but we can discuss them a little bit more in depth. Uh, starting with the hooker position, uh, Harry Grant has been named to back up for the Melbourne Storm this week. Uh, he hasn't been rested yet after any origins, whereas uh, Cam Munster has. Uh, and he's also starting for Queensland this week, which means his minutes might be a little bit higher. Uh, what do you guys think of Harry Grant this week? Is this a good week to bring him in if you don't know? I think he's. I think I don't think you'd be bringing him in this week if you didn't own him. Uh, I don't. I think I'm gonna try to not like. I've got Egan and Cook as my two hookers at the moment, and I'm gonna just try and run home with with those two without having to make huge trades. Um, he's got a break even of 95 this week, and even if he's not rested, um. You'd think that he he could get some lower minutes, um, depending how they're going against the Roosters. So I wouldn't be racing to get him in this week if you are looking to get him. Chris, what are your thoughts? You're an owner of Harry already, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not getting in this week. I sort of looked at looked at you know backing up from Origin and um, you know the break even and a couple of other things, and just this isn't the week for me. But um, he'll be coming in. Um, but yeah, just I. I've got too many other issues this week, but no. Look, he's the. I think he's the best hooker for the run home. I don't. I, I don't mind their draw. Um, I didn't actually realise that's how much I care about this dead rubber. I didn't realise he was starting on Wednesday night, so um, I didn't even look into that. So um, thanks for the heads up there, Jono. That just swayed me even further 
to not get him this week. But no, look, not not for me this week. And I can't understand why you jump at him this week. But yeah, I think at some point he definitely should be on everyone's radar. Uh, the other two kind of premium options that look good for their own home, Jeremy Marshall King's one of them. He's not named again this week. Is is he officially out for the season yet? I know he there was a bit of chat about that, but he's he's, he's not in for this week anyway. Uh, and Damien Cook's the other premium option, and Rabbitohs have the buy. There's a few of these kind of mid-range options that people have. Wade Egan, uh, Braley from the Sharks, and Reese Robson from the Cowboys. Tubes, I know you and I fall into this because you're an Egan owner. I'm a Robson owner. Chris, for that reason, I'm going to throw to you. What do you think about the call of just nuffing out that second hooker and running home with one premium option for the run home? Is there is there any benefit in keeping any of these guys as your second hooker? Look, I, I it's a hard one because there's so many other options in so many other positions. So I, as much as I want Harry Grant, at the same time, Matt mentioned it last week, if you're not going to use trades in one position, it's hooker. So I wouldn't be nuffing out. If you've got them there, you've got them, keep them. But I wouldn't be wasting a trade at hooker at this time of year um, unless you're bringing in one of those two premium options. Jubes, any thoughts on that? As, as an owner of Regan, you've already said you're just going to hold. You're happy with that? Yeah, I mean, Cook's on the buy this week, so I'm, I'm playing Egan. Um, and I think I'm just going to hold both of them and, unless there's some injuries for the run home without any trades. I I actually think that the people that have big decisions to make are those that have Sonny Luke in their in their squad. Um, I have no idea what I would be doing if if, if I still own Sonny Luke. I could tell you what I'm doing. I'm just copying the fifth day. <laughs> so you're just happy to have basically the VC loophole ruled out for you for the year? Uh, for this week, I am. For this week, I am. I, I, I should have the cash to go to Grant next week. Um, oh, like Sonny Luke up to Grant. Sonny Luke up to Grant. Oh, yeah. oof. Big, that's a big jump. Yeah, I, all, all my trades last week were, were purely around cash. So, Yeah, okay. Yes. But um, this week, I'm just going to have to watch and hope he gets a few more minutes. But, yeah, I'll be copping 15 or 20. He might be the biggest AE nightmare in Supercoach history, Sonny Luke. Like, started off the year with so much promise in round one. We're thinking, new beauty, we're going to make heaps of money. He's barely made any. He's been in and out of the team. He's, yeah, he, he, it absolutely sucks if you still own him. I feel for those people. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't think everyone's getting in the position that you're in, Chris, of being able to uh, go him all the way up to Harry Grant. That's a pretty unique one. Yeah, it's. I think you said he's like been the biggest AE nightmare. I think he's just been the biggest nightmare. Full stop. <laughs> it's been it's been such a hard watch all year. And I yeah, look, I just haven't been able to move him on. And uh, look, next week's the week. It's been so bad, and there literally hasn't been one like week where he's made actually a bit of money where you could have got rid of him. Like you've just had to hold him and then cop it sweet, basically. I actually think if the game was fair, he would have gone under the 200K. <laughs> it's, just, it's just he's bottomed out and they're just he should have lost more money anyway. Yeah. The only other one worth mentioning, a hooker, is that uh, Jake Simkin from the Tigers. He's moved to the bench. I know a few people took a flyer on him uh, a few weeks ago when Appy Corriso went down, but Appy's returned quicker from injury than expected. So Simkin drops to the bench. So he is potentially in that Sonny Luke category of a nightmare for the people who own him. But at least he's worth a little bit of money and you can trade out. Right, let's go to front row forward uh, where there's a lot of premium options now that are starting to, to, to cook and look good. So Payne Haas not named again this week. Uh, Big Tino, we, we touched upon him in, in, the, in the game we played earlier. Uh, I think we're on the same boat of we would really like to have him, but he's just too expensive at the moment, especially uh, backing up off origin. Yeah, 100%. I'd love I'd love for the stars to align and him to be able to come into my team, especially with that uh, ability um, to move him up and down between a front row and second row. But, um, yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to make it work. Would there be people out there, would there be a lot of people, do you think, similar to me? I actually, and, and I think you as well, Jono, I actually only have one front rower playing this week uh, because Tarpany, Raiders are on the bye, Souths are on the bye, uh, Dragons are on the bye, um, and I don't own Tohu Harris. So I've only actually got AFB playing this week. And so I'd slotted in that I was going to bring in Haas with his injury. Um, there's really just no one to bring in other than Tino. But I'm so set against not paying that premium for Tino that I'm actually just going to cop an AE this week and, and hope that Ponga's VC... Uh, gets is worth the the captaincy loophole um, for me on Thursday night. 
Um, so I'm going to cop an AE and just run with one front rower this this week because of that. Yeah, because you don't own Sonny Luke, that's that's a much better option than it might be for other people. Because there, there will be people tubes in that position who own Sonny Luke and only have one front row this week. I did only have one front row, but I have Tohu, so I've been able to kind of swap those two around and play Tohu for this week. And a massive relief to owners that he was named after he did come off the field with an injury in that game against Parramatta on the weekend with his, with his massive score. So a big relief for owners there that he was named. Tubes, you mentioned AFB there. Um, I have not watched the Warriors the last two weeks. His scores have been a little bit down. What's what's going on with AFB? Well, I mean, two weeks ago was that monsoon and he got Sinbin for the lightest touch on um, some Souths player. I can't remember who it was. Um, someone that went down crying. Oh, Cam Murray. Murray. No, yeah, probably then. No, no soft player, yeah, Cam Murray. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then last week he really was just a bit um, – he just didn't quite have the the same touch as he's been having. I don't know if that's because of how well Tohu Harris played, as well as their other forwards. But um, yeah, he was he was he was a little bit disappointing um, on the weekend in in such a big buy round. But he's been so good all year. I'm I'm backing him to bounce back. I won't be trading him out. That's for sure. No, no, definitely not. And he's a front row with upside too. So I think he's definitely worth keeping around. Uh, Joe Tarpanay, uh, he is obviously not playing this week with the bye, but just worth mentioning his minutes and his scores. Actually, his minutes didn't end up being that good on the weekend, but he did score a big try, and he's just scoring really well at the moment. So owners hoping that he can have a repeat of what he did last year and keep that going. Uh, second row forward, I don't think we need to discuss too much about David Fafita, other than to say that they are playing on Sunday and there's a chance that he doesn't back up from origin if it's a big, tough game. So keep watch on that one. Um, I know, Tubes, you're not too worried about whether he plays or not. You'd love him to play, but if not, you have a backup plan? Yeah, I think um, that obviously with Cleary being named in the 24 jersey or 23 jersey, whatever it was, um, you've you now got to wait to see if he's going to be if he's going to play as well as Fafida. Um, so for me, uh, I, I think I'm going to get Fafida, but if Fafida doesn't play or he's for some reason named on the bench, I might flip to Cleary. Um, but I've got Fafida over Cleary to bring in this week at the moment just because of their break-evens. Chris, do you have a backup plan if Fafida doesn't play this week? Well, I'm, I'm making the trade this week, so um, and it, I'll be trading uh, someone who's on the buy. So I don't really, to be honest. Um, I just won't make the trade. and. I'll have a look at who's playing Sunday, which I haven't really given it much thought. Um, I don't know. Great question. Sort of got me stuck there, John. I hadn't really put much thought into that, so I don't really have an answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar, but I was planning on trading Udikamanu out for Fafita this week and their, their first game of the round. So I think I'm just going to go for it and whatever, if something happens, it happens. Hopefully we know before Friday night and can make the call early. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood is one that I am an owner of. I think all three of us are, are owners of Jermaine. And I'm a little bit nervous uh, this week because looking at their team, Ryan Madison has moved back to the bench now because Sean Lane's in the starting lineup um, with Mitch Moses back. Madison's not needed at 5'8 anymore. So we're now looking at their full strength forward pack pretty much for the first time with the omission of Wiramu Greg. But they're, they're running with a four forward bench. How do you guys feel about that as, first of all, Hopgood owners? And then, Chris, as a Maddo owner, I'll, I'll come to you afterwards. But what are we thinking as Hopgood owners? Any nerves? Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Like you, you like to have a little bit of clarity on that, and I think Brad Arthur's shown that he's not even clear throughout the year on how that rotation is going to work. So, look, I'll, I'll be watching it pretty closely because I was hoping that Hopgood was a you know a hold for the year, but if those minutes uh, dwindle, um, I'll probably have to have a look at that. Tubes, you only brought him in last week. Are you having buyer's remorse? Nah, I, I think it's okay. Well, I, I, we did talk about this and I considered it um, before bringing him in and I sort of just came to the conclusion that he's just such an offload machine. Like even with these changing minutes, I can't see that uh, Arthur's going to play in much less than 60. So he still should be a premium second row forward. You might, I may have paid overs for him, but I can't really see that there's a, you know, would you trade into a Kolomatungi or a Yeo or a Yeo or whatever or, or someone like that? There, re- There's not that many other premium options, so I think you just sort of run with him and, and hope that he 
that he can, you know, keep keep some minutes up. Um, but if not, I still think he'll be a solid player. Well, uh, let's move on to Maddo then, because Chris, you you have the W, you have Hopgood and Maddo, who's now coming off the bench. Are you looking at holding both from here till the end, or do you think you have to move one of them on? No, I think I think I think I have to move one on. I think it'll like at the moment I'm looking at Madison, but I want to watch for a week or two. Uh, I still think his output's going to be okay, not great, but okay. Um, I just think I could move um, Madison to you know s- s- someone else that that um, in that second row option that, that I know is going to be guaranteed those minutes. I think honestly, I think if I earned Maddo, and it's obviously not this week, I really think that I'd be looking at someone like uh, the horse from the Raiders. Like he's he's been averaging seventy five the last five rounds. His minutes since he's moved to lock has just been unbelievable. I think he is he's sort of next cab off the rank in that second row forward. Um, you know, depending how what happens with Ricky once they get through the bye. Uh and then you could just get Ricky. But I think he's an op- he's a, he's a, he's an he's an option for the run home second row forward. Yeah, Jewel as well. I, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Maddo owner. He came off the bench last year and he was one of the top owned second row forwards. So I don't see why it would be any different this year. Like he'll still get fifty eight minutes probably like he did last year in that bench role. And he, he was awesome, averaged like over 65, 66 last year, coming off in exactly this bench role. Who was their starting lock last year, though? It wasn't Hopgood. It wasn't Hopgood, yeah. I can't, it, was I can't someone, it was someone not very good. So I think he was coming on playing, like I'm sure they were okay. I can't even think of them off the top of my head. Um, but I feel like Hopgood takes a – like I think it's different this year than last year uh, because Hopgood is, is, good, is so good as well. He's going to take minutes off him. Yeah, but Maddo was still just played through the middle, and like this, this happened already this year. They've they've had this where Maddo was off the bench and Hopgood started, and Maddo's minutes were still really strong. Yeah, but they didn't have Joe O on the bench as well at those times. This is the first time. It's going to be it's going to be interesting because they, this is the first time they've got Joe off and Garway, Paulo, RCG, Maddo, and Hopgood all in the side at the same time. That's mm-hmm. a lot of that's a lot of middle forwards. Um, that they've got to work out the rotation for. Yeah, true. Uh, and then also the other thing I didn't think of is that earlier in the year that Brendan Hands was off the bench too when Maddo was coming off the bench there because uh, Hodgson was still being an anchor on their team. So now that Hands is in that starting lineup, they don't have a utility off the bench either. So, yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair call, but I think it's still a wait and watch for owners. And I, I would see a scenario where it works out for both Hopgood and Maddo just fine. But uh, certainly one to watch for the weekend. All right, uh, let's go on to a different player. Uh, Britton Nakora, I think for me, he should just be the, other than Fafida, he should be the most owned second row forward in Supercoach now. Couldn't oh. agree more. What a guy. Oh, yeah, fantastic. I've watched him live now a couple of times and just he's just so impressive. He He's quicker than he sort of looks and he's also bigger than he you know, he comes across. He's he's a quality player and he's he's been doing yeah. some wonderful things. Surely everyone owns him by now. And you're just going to hold him. He's only. I don't even think he's got a third. I think it's like twenty something percent. Yeah, I think that has to be people that have stopped playing. Surely, like, mm. I think. I think in the in the top one percent. I'm not sure if you're in it still, Chris, or not. But um, <laughs> I think he's pretty highly owned in the top one percent. <laughs> how like how many points are you in front of me? Like two hundred? <laughs> not much. Yeah, he's ninety percent. He's ninety percent owned in the top one percent. So um, that makes sense. Yeah, pretty highly owned. Uh, Tubes, can you tell me what's the name of that Penrith lock? He plays for the Blues as well. What's his name again? Isaiah Yayo. Yeah, Yayo or Yo as it's pronounced. Isaiah Yo. He he's sneakily averaging like. 66, 67. I was looking at his ownership of that top 1% choose that you love so much. He's in less than 1% of the top 10%. It's ridiculous. He's like the fourth high, he's the fourth highest averaging second row forward. Um, like I think, or something like that, fourth or fifth. And and no one owns him. No one even talks about him. No. Uh, he's he's very sneaky for the run home. The only thing that puts me off him is you've got to imagine he's going to get a rest at some point. Um, I don't think they'll necessarily rest Cleary as much maybe on the run home, but surely he's going to miss a couple of games on the run home or at least one. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it might help his case that uh, he's coming off the bench for Origin this week as well and not starting, not playing 80 minutes in Origin. Could help his case there. Chief, I haven't looked at his numbers at all and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe you have. 
Is the reason that he's not highly owned, is he just a very consistent 60 to 70 points every week, not much upside above it, or is he someone who can bring a bit of upside as well? Yeah, it's a very good question, uh, Jono, and I have done some pretty handy research on this uh, that I'm looking up right now. Are you delaying as you log into nrlsupercoachstats.com? <laughs> and um, and I think he's just consistent. <laughs> by, the, by the looks of it, his highest score for the year is 83. Um, 87, and he scored 83 twice, um, and his lowest score is 43, which he got last round against the Storm. So I think he's just been ultra consistent, sort of scoring, sort of between those you know 60s through to 80 each and every week for most of the season. Yeah, he's a big live without for me. I think you, you want a little bit of upside in second row forward, at least someone who can jag something. Um, all right, uh, let's go to halfback. So Nathan Cleary is probably the number one most interesting person to talk about, uh, being that he's named this week but in the extended bench. I know, Tubes, originally your plan this week was going to be to trade in Cleary. You've got a lot of extra cash in there. You're going to get both Fafida and Cleary. If he is to play, are you still potentially getting both or is it a one or the other scenario now for you? The problem I've got is because he's not named uh, my third person I want to bring in is Greg Marju, and they play on the Thursday night. So this is a, just a bit of a spanner, Cleary being named in the 23 and the fact that I can't wait till um, uh, – can't can't wait uh, to make a call on Marju because they play Thursday, Thursday night or Friday night. Surely there's no Thursday night game. No, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. So – I don't think I'll – unless we hear Cleary news by then. If we hear Cleary news by then, I'll go Cleary and Fafida over Greg. But otherwise, I'm going to get Greg this week against the Tigers uh, and then make a decision on Fafida or Cleary. Cleary is probably the third um, – third uh, the, you know, the, the, net, the lowest cab on the rank of those three at the moment. So, Chris, for you, listen to what Tubes has said there, Cleary – Break even of 131, I believe, off the top of my head. Uh, he's coming off a – is it a hamstring strain or a calf strain? Hamstring, wasn't it? Hamstring. Are, are you as keen on tubes to get him in as soon as possible or do you want to take a bit of time to wait and watch and see how he goes? Yeah, oh, he's he's high on my priority list. Um, this week he was always coming in. I Now I'm sort of named in the 24, 23 – I'm balking at it. Given with that high break even, even if he does play, let's say he does play and gets 150, he's still not going anywhere that that far. Um, mind you, next week against the Bulldogs, I think he's a must the week after. If like, yeah, you just you, well, you're going to have to get him. But I don't think it's it's a disaster if you miss him this week. But I'd be yeah getting him next week. I think it's a good play to get him this week though. That's the only thing is. Play, oh, you love that they play the, the thing. They play the Dolphins. He's I a great it. captain option. Um, I honestly could be swayed by how Ponga goes as my VC. If Ponga doesn't go well as my VC, then I I probably want Cleary as my captaincy option this week above Fafita, and that might swing it a little bit if if they're both named. Yeah. Uh- I think one thing as well, Chief, for someone like yourself who's really been kind of climbing the ranks and looking to stay hot at the moment, is that he's not going to have anywhere near the ownership he should. So you're kind of getting clear at pod levels of ownership across the, the top players there if he does play this weekend. So definitely understand it from that perspective. Uh, Nico Hines, Chris, you were saying he's set to become a million-dollar man in Supercoach this weekend. He's averaging over 100, which is just, <laughs> that's just incredible. Is he at this point almost a lock-in captain for you each week unless there's a reason, unless the VC goes well? Yeah, pretty much. Like, he's played games where I've thought he's had average days and he's got 120. He just, his game is so suited to super coach at the moment. He's so involved. It's just, he's, he's all over the place. Like, even last Thursday night, I didn't think he was that great. He looked down, he, he was on 90-odd, which upgraded to another ton. Like, it's just, he's a freak. He, um... Scored a hundred against the Warriors in round five. That was the that was the game where they were. Um, he was on ninety at halftime, wasn't he? And they mm. were up by thirty or something, and the Warriors came back and beat him. Um, I think 
He's definitely he's definitely an option to to captain this week. Oh, he's um, an option every week. He's, yeah, he's like his last three scores are one two nine, one five six, one oh nine, and he hasn't been playing well. I am a little bit against potentially captaining him against the stronger sides. The Sharks clearly have not been a top eight side. I know he still is pretty safe that he's going to score well, but I do worry about his upside against those stronger stronger opponents um, like they've got coming up, the Panthers and the Rabbitohs in the next three or four weeks. Tubes, I almost can't do this podcast with you. You are so smug tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's no video for this podcast, but you are just sitting back in your chair quoting Nico's scores from round five against the Warriors just on top of the world. I I don't know if I can get around Tubes when he's going well at Supercoach. He's got this energy about him that I really don't like. He's definitely more fun when he's that that ro- lovable rogue. Yeah. He's certainly not that at the moment. <laughs> no, he's flying high. He thinks he's Dan at the moment. He's just flying <laughs> high, sitting back, dishing out stats. Look, the uh, the pods aren't going to keep kicking for the rest of the season, so you've got to enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> well, I'm not enjoying it. I'm the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> You just got this real energy about you tonight. Um, all right, the, the final one that I want to talk about is Sean Johnson, who this this unicorn child of his that he's having, it was meant to come last weekend, it didn't, he played. Um, I was embarrassingly, like, on Twitter, somehow being aware of when his midwife appointments were. Like, it's just pathetic, the pathetic, the levels of stress I had over Sean Johnson, whether or not he was going to play last week. Still hasn't had the kid in the mail, is that he may not play again this week if... Um, Little baby Sean Johnson if, arrives. If he doesn't play, does that mean? Do you think that means Cleary's ownership will skyrocket? Do you think people will be willing to bench him for the week, or they'll look to trade? Well, I think he also has the buy in round twenty-two. So if he doesn't play this week, you're looking at him missing two of the next three games. So it's a, it's a tough hold if he misses this week. Um, personally, tubes for me. I just I so badly want to get for feeder in, and I can't do both this round. So I would be looking at holding SJ until round 22 and then upgrading the Cleary, even if SJ doesn't play. But I'm in a position where I'm not holding many Raiders or Rabbitohs or Dragons, so I'm not too impacted by those buy rounds this week. If people were to be impacted by that, I think he's a, a definite chance at, at upgrading this round. They, they play 2 o'clock Sunday, so you should know the Cleary news by then um, as, as well, as well as hopefully the Fafita news because they play 6 o'clock on Sunday. So... Yeah, and hopefully the SJ news. Hopefully he has a safe baby arrival. It's a bit happening on sun, on the Sunday games. Yeah, well, I hope I'm not trawling around Twitter or threads looking for updates on, on his child's birth Just this week. Just shout out to Anton. Just follow Anton. He'll give you the, he'll give <laughs> yeah. the he, he was the one posting the appointments and posting Instagram pictures of his missus holding a bottle of water with a rocket ship emoji. It, it, was, all, it was all happening uh, for SJ owners last week. Right, let, let's go to 5-8. Uh, and Cody Walker is one, Chris, that you spoke about briefly before. If you are a Cody Walker owner, which you are, do, is is there any chance you hold him from now to the end of the year or is he gone? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely a chance. Um, like obviously Cody's, Cody's been flying all year, so it, it'll be a tough sell. But, you know, with someone like a Kalen Ponga playing this week, playing against the West Tigers this week, playing the first game of the round this week, it seems like a really easy trade to um, go from Cody to Kalen, um, VC Kalen. Um, look, and then the other thing with Cody is that that head-to-head grand final week. Look, you've got to you've got a plan to be there. I'm not going to have any trades left by that time, and I just cannot go too heavy on South players. So that's another reason why I'm probably looking to move Cody on. Uh, and Kalen's just such a good option this week. So. Look, easy, easy to hold for the year, definitely, but just as easy to move to someone like Ponga this week. Well, speaking of Ponga, great segue, Chris. I think what the listeners want to know is, is Ponga going to the moon? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's going to the moon. Because <laughs> Buller's flight yeah, didn't quite get there in the end. Got, uh, got, in, got into outer space and then the, the rockets failed. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I think Ponga's going to the moon. He, he looks ridiculous. And it's not just his it's his running game that's starting to come back as well. Like he he was getting a few of the steps and the shimmy and goes going through. So 
really positive signs for, for Ponga owners. He looks so good, and mm. the, against the Tigers this week, it honest that that left edge of the Tigers could really be under some pressure. And and obviously he's kicking goals, kicked eleven from eleven. Uh, he could be looking at kicking some double digit goals again this week against the Tigers. I think. I don't know how you could watch the Friday night game if you don't own Ponga this week. You just have to. You just have to to switch it off. Go to the pub. Yeah, and I think you mentioned the Tigers thing. Like the matchups thing, as we had in the last into this end game of the season. Matchups is huge. It's gold if your if your team's playing the Dogs, the Tigers, the Dragons, potentially even the Dolphins, depending on how they they look at the rest of the season. It is just absolute gold, those players moving forward. There'll be weeks that they'll get up for it, but there'll be weeks like we saw a couple of weeks ago where it's just going to be demoralizing. So I, I think you mentioned I think you mentioned them all there. Kalen plays all of them in the run home. He's yeah, got the they, Tigers, the Dolphins, yeah. the Bulldogs, the Dragons. So yeah, easy, easy to bring in Kalen. Jeez, he's almost if he, I didn't put him in the game before, he's almost must have levels with, with that stuff in mind. Mm. And this and obviously 180s, break evens 28 this week against the Tigers. It's a if he's a must have, then he's a must get this week for non owners. And on top of all that, it's dual, and you can flip him around between five eight and fullback if you own him. So that's that's pretty pretty pleasing as well. Uh, the other five eight that I think will be popular to bring in this week and next week is Munster, and I had him as a must have earlier because I think he's just such good value at the moment. Munster, he's he's cheaper than what he'll finish the year, injury aside, and I think he's a really good guy to bring in. Uh, do you guys have any strong care Munster thoughts other than what we've already spoken about? No, I just add to what what I said earlier. I'm, I'm um, I'd be I'd be getting him. Um, I'm, I'm lucky that I've got him, and I'm looking forward to finally cheering him on because when he plays Origin, it kills me. Mm. And he, he loves those big games. Although people were saying that when they coming into the Penrith game last round, and he had a I think his lowest score of the year, so a, a, an uncharacteristically quiet one for him. Well, right, let's go to centre wing now, and the first guy worth talking about is Greg Marju, who Tubes you mentioned is a potential trade-in target for you this week. How much of that comes down to the Tigers' matchup? do you think? Yeah, I think it's that. I also think it's what um, Chris said before, that the Knights' run home is is very favourable. Uh, and that's not – I mean, obviously, Greg has a, has a huge floor. He, he gets through a lot of work, gets through a lot of tackle breaks. Um, he, I think he's the highest average in centre wing for the year of a player that's played – you know, uh, more than a handful of games. He's got a break even of 69 this week. And, yeah, their run is in the last, whatever, eight rounds, they play the Tigers, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs, St. George, and the Sharks, who I'd say is a leaky team uh, from a from a defensive perspective as well. So with everything we just talked about, Ponga, I think Marju's the re- huge Huge base, and then he's the recipient of more attacking stats um, on that left-hand edge for the Knights. Do you have any worry about Bradman Best getting up and about? Like him playing Origin, him maybe he doesn't like to pass at the best of times. I'm kind of worried that Bradman's best confidence is going to be sky high, and unless he's getting cut out, I, I have concerns it might impact Marju's try scoring ability. I just think Marju he only needs one try in a game to get sort of eighty-five plus. Like one try with the line break, like one of those, and and even with best, um, obviously he's still scoring tries now. But you 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 got to be thinking with that run, he's still got to be potentially averaging just below one try a game for the for that run home. All right, uh, yeah, good points. Well, uh, Ruben Garrick is one that I think is worth spending just a little bit of time on because he was a mooted as a, a trade out guy a couple of weeks ago when he had a bad game playing in the centres. Since then, he's been moved to fullback. Uh, Tubes, you own, I own. Chris, are you a Garrick owner? No, I'm a Garrick seller. I, I moved Ruben on. Hey, um, <laughs> some, some, Somewhat reluctantly. <laughs> oh, wait, did you say I, I was, I, I'm Ruben on or I'm moving on? <laughs> I'm just here. No, it was Ruben on. Move oh, Ruben on. Love it. Well done. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to throw out a contender for, for name of the pod there. So I like it. <laughs> All the best. Um, do you have any regrets? Because I think he's looked awesome at fullback. That last game yeah. against the Roosters, he was great. Yeah, he was. He was really good. Um, definitely there was a bit of remorse. Um, I just needed to make some moves at the time. 
Uh, it was probably one of the ones um, that got me in a bit of trouble when when I did make it. But look, um, you know, time over, I'd probably hold. I'm not gonna, you know, go back and try and fix that. I'm not gonna bring him back in. Um, but I, I, if, if you're a Ruben Garrick owner, hold. Um, Manly as a team, even without Turbo, they can catch fire. Um, yeah, they're going to have days where they get flogged too, but they are always going to be in the game with uh, attacking attacking points, and he's right in the middle of it all. Chiefs, is that your thoughts as well? If you, if you own him, hold him. If you don't own him, you, you wouldn't get him? Yeah, I think you'd hold him now. I think the time to sell was a couple of weeks ago where you were just using his cash to potentially get some other cheaper options. I, I did sell him. I don't own him. Um, and 90-plus percent of people do own him, so it's going to be a tough watch each and every week, um, but I, I, but he's not but he's not a must-bring-in for me. Um, there's plenty of centre-wing options that I can try to get him beat with or match um, at that 700K price range. Yep. Well, uh, Asako is one that we're going to talk about, but I'm going to hold him until we go to Tubes' mailbag because I know he comes up in there, so... Uh, looking at Valence Tafare, who this week has been dropped from uh, the Dolphins team, uh, and he was a popular hold, I think, for a lot of people, a popular buy a couple of weeks ago, sorry, not a hold. Uh, and he has been benched. I think a lot of people were kind of banking on him being maybe a fifth or sixth centre wing for the run home. Priced at 400K. I am an owner, and I am selling him this week to enough and using that money to upgrade Udikamanu to Fafida. Is there any merit in holding him, or do you think he's just an immediate sell now? I don't know if it's an immediate sell because, um, uh, you know, there could be a lot of issues this week. Like, um, So if, if you're right with your 17 this week, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be selling him. But, he, you know, in the next few weeks, definitely, he's an easy, as you say, he's an easy guy to nuff out. He's also at a decent price to be able to jump to someone decent. So, yeah. I think... Um, I think you just sell him, like you said, Jono. I'd just sell him. Um, unless unless you have Sonny Luke as well and your AE Nightmare, you're not worried about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, coming off the bench, you don't want to be holding him. No, he's out of the, the team. Home. Oh, is he, is he out of the team? Yeah, yeah, out of the 17. He's on the extended. Yeah, okay. So he's not an AE Nightmare. Not okay. yet, anyway. Then you could just hold him for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But no unless- point having a 400K player in your team. If you have the trades to nothing out, I think you do. But there's no yeah. point having yeah. him sitting there not even able yeah. to be a playable option. So you're right, not an immediate trade out, but you probably look to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Jacob Kiraz, very surprising, has been moved into the centres this week. Uh, he is fairly well owned. He got brought back in. A lot of people looked at him before the round 16 and 19 buy combo. Uh, if I was a Kiraz owner, I'd, I would not like at all seeing him in the centres. Would you guys... Just hold and see how it pans out. No, he'd be he'd be he'd be gone. That'd frighten me far too much. His work rate from wing has been phenomenal. He takes those early carries. I just don't see that happening as much in the centres. Um, they're a pretty average footy side. Um, I I liked him on the wing. I think he's been he had some really good moments earlier in the season. But um, yeah, that's tough. That's really tough. I I'd be moving him on. Yeah, I I don't. I don't doesn't sound good for owners. The only thing is the the dogs they still just have they've got a tough couple of games coming up against the Bronx and the Panthers, and then they've got a nice little run: Dolphins, Newcastle, Raiders, Manly, Titans to finish off the year. So he's not worth selling. He's four hundred twenty five k. You're not going to nuff him out. You probably need him to play and just hope for the best now. Yeah, but he's he's probably upgradable. Possibly, yeah. If you if you if you can upgrade him, then then you would look at doing it. Um, that's yeah, he's he's definitely upgradable if you've got the cash to do that. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be nuffing him out. I'd probably hold him if if I owned him. Chris, this next player we're going to discuss is Rabbitohs flyer, uh, Ty, Ty Munro. Uh, and I know you and I are completely on polar opposite ends of, of, of what we would do. And I know Dan for this week, just as an example, he's looking at bringing in Munro this week, uh, using that cash downgrading Alex Johnson, I believe. Uh, to Munro and then using that cash to upgrade elsewhere and then running with Munro through to the end or potentially looking at getting a quick cash injection and then trading him out. I personally am of the opinion that that is just not worth doing at all. I think like if 
I don't think you have time to ring in another player and turn around cash and trade him back out. I don't think we have the trades left for that. And I have a lot of concerns with Munro. As good as he looks as an actual footballer, I have big concerns that he could be an AE nightmare. And I say that as an owner. He's got practically no no base. Like it's, it's around 14, 15 in his first two games. So there are there is going to be a week where he's going to have a really bad score and could stuff up a potential VC look. Chris, you're, you're kind of on the other side. Yeah, look, oh, while, I, while I see that point of view, and I definitely um, totally agree that he, he will be at some point an AE nightmare because, like you say, there is no base there. There's going to be a big game where he doesn't get those attacking stats. But at the same time, you know, in that run home, they do play the Tigers and the Dragons, and he could turn up in those games as well. So I'm going to have him as uh, sort of my fifth centre wing and just play him a couple of, a couple of uh, games on the, on the run home. And just hope, hope, hope to cross that uh, base improves. So you, you think you'd have the confidence to play? Oh, definitely, definitely against the Tigers and and the Dragons, one hundred percent. Like Cody didn't play on the weekend; and he got ninety. So Latrell didn't play. So you put those two back into it with a side. He's just uh, like Alex Johnson's made a career out of catching and scoring in the corner, right? So yeah. this kid actually looks like he has got some serious toe. You could play him against the Sharks too. The Sharks left out. That's a really That's good point. Yeah, isn't isn't fantastic. Yeah, I think I think you're missing though that Colin Matangi and Graham didn't play, and like they're they're yes. going to hit them short a lot more when they're playing. They won't be potentially going out as far because those two have a lot of tries in them as well. It's not like mm. they're just going to be scoring a million tries just on the right edge, particularly when when Trell's mainly focused on the left edge with with Johnston and Tass. So I'm not as convinced as you guys are that he's going to keep scoring amounts and tries and that even against those easy teams, of course he could. But with Colin Matungi and Graham there, I think they're bigger options to try and hit than Munro. So for me, I'd, I'd definitely be leaving him if I didn't already own him. I'm happy I do. Uh, and you're right, there might be a week where I want to take a flyer and play him, but I don't think I'd be looking at bringing him in if I didn't already own. It depends. I like, I, I, it's just whether or not you want enough out or get him. And... um. I honestly just I, – I don't think it's the worst to get him in. If you don't own him, I'm not. But I really don't think it's the worst depending on what your team looks like and what you sort of want your final squad to look like. I still don't know how much these buys and injuries are going to affect on the run home with limited with limited trades. So I think having playable, you know, a, a 23, 24 playable people on any – you know, for the run home isn't the worst either without too many nuffs as we've talked about in the past. All right, well, yeah, it sounds like in the minority because obviously you two have that opinion. Dan, Dan's with you as well, so I might be the minority there. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully I'm wrong because I don't want him to be an A nightmare for my team and I'd love him to be a playable option. Uh, there's also the chance he just drops out of the team and they select yeah. Richie Kenner or Isaac Thompson or Tane Milne over him. As a South fan, I hope he holds the spot. But I don't think it's a given. So he could end up just There's no way Tane Milne's getting picked over him again. <laughs> like maybe Richie, but Tane, like he's like, he just he keeps hanging around, doesn't he? Like, yeah, uh, Demetrio likes him. So it's, I wouldn't rule it out. But yeah, Tane Milne will probably rule himself out by doing something else stupid and getting suspended for four weeks anyway. So hopefully we don't have to worry about him. Uh, all right, let's go to fullback. Uh, Tubes, do you just want a couple of minutes to gloat about drinking? No, I think he's. Uh, I'm looking forward to having him back in the team this week. He's hopefully rested up, come off Blues camp, and just you know ready to go. Is there any case you can make for people to bring him in still? He's six percent owned. I mean, the case really is just that he's got what a, a five round average of 125 and a three round <laughs> average of 136. That's that's the case. It's a pretty good uh, case. The, the I just. I can't. I, I'm. I'm obviously just happy to be an owner because I can't see how anyone can afford to spend nearly a million bucks bringing him in, especially when they're trying to get for feeders and clearies and all the other people that we've already talked about um, tonight. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be bringing him in over those types of players at that price. Um, but yeah, he's certainly firmly in in my side for the run home. Chris, any chance at all, or is he just gone? Gone. Yeah. So far gone. Yeah. But he's... good on you, Tubes. That's a that's a great play, Drinky oh. Boy. Season defining. Season Big defining play. Um, all right, Teddy. 
I am an owner and I'm looking to get rid of Teddy over the next couple of weeks. For me, the Roosters aren't passing the eye test. He's trying so hard, but it's just not happening. On the flip side of that, the Podfather, the king of the eye test and a man who's been in red-hot form this year sitting in the top 500, he's looking to bring him, potentially bring him in this week. What do you yeah. guys think about that? I think he's still top 200. He's 170-something overall. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and he he talked to me about potentially bringing in Teddy. I mean, I don't mind it. It's a I I, I don't think I'd be holding him. I'm sorry, selling him yet. They're they they're back to full strength. Uh, other than Sam Walker wasn't named, was he? But everyone no. else is back this week. Um, they've they've got they've got a win on the run home, and we know Teddy's going to put in. So, and he's clearly got a ceiling. I don't mind it as a second as a second um as a second fullback option. He's only 670k. Um I I I can see the appeal of bringing him in or certainly holding him. Chris? Yeah, I, we spoke about it earlier. I I, uh, I don't mind their run home. Yeah, look, he could he could be a great pod for for the last five uh, you know, five six weeks. Um in saying all that, this year just has not been the year for Teddy. Um, so you are taking quite the risk, but the rewards could be there. Um, you know, the Tigers, the Dolphins, the Titans, uh, there's a few games there where he could score very, very heavily. So, look, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm not sold on my second fullback for the run home yet either. So he's definitely on the radar and I'm going to be watching over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I can understand why the podfather's having a look. Who's your first fullback? Gutho, King Gutho. Yeah, Gutho I'm not sold out. on Gutho. Like, I like I don't mind the the doubt. What Gutho is worth 900k. Like, I don't mind mm. the downgrade Gutho to Teddy. Not this week, but potentially next week um, for two hundred thousand as well. Like, as in instead of nothing out, a four hundred k player Gutho to Teddy, and you back Teddy to match Gutho, and you get two hundred k to to upgrade someone else. I honestly think. Um, that the fullback position this year, there's there's a there's five guys that you can that you can try and run home with um, as you and pick your top two, and I think Teddy's in there purely because of his price at the moment compared to the others, but he's probably that price for a reason, I suppose is the answer to that. Yeah, but he's shown glimpses. He's had scores here and there that make you think he's back, and yeah, I think you guys have done a fairly good job of at least talking me to holding him for the next few weeks. But I think if it comes down to the crunch and he's my way of getting. Trell or Munster or potentially even Dylan Brown or Cody Walker, I think I'd be willing to move him on. But in saying that, if he hits back to form, uh, maybe not. What about, speaking of Gutho, what about Freddie coming out and saying he has no plan for Gutho in Origin 3 at this stage? Did you guys see that? Standard Freddie. Standard Freddie. And Cookie might be dropped. I read that tonight as well. No way. Imagine, imagine South Sydney. The quote, there was a quote, Spencer Lenniou, oh, he's looked pretty good at training. Like uh, didn't didn't actually think, you know. Let's actually watch how he plays during the year. Well, he's looked okay at training, so let's completely change our team and bring a front roller in. And see, I heard that tubes, but I thought that was at the expense of Guffer. No, right? No, no, no. Cook gone. Leniu in is the chat now, and Gutho just sitting on the bench with no plan. So South get beat by the Dogs on the weekend. Damien Cook has to sit out for no reason. No yeah. way that's happening. I, I'm. It, it's Freddie. I'd, I'd actually think it's a bigger chance of happening just because it's, yeah, it's who knows. Lane Miller, oh. to the right, inside. Oh, Bateman, Bateman. Wow. Yes, yes, Canberra. Well, uh, like he's not going to hold his job anyway, but you want to confirm it, go and do that, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie picks origin teams like coach, uh, like Tubes before this year, picks his super coach teams. Just... <laughs> A lot of randomness, but now Chibs is back. Chibs is Billy Slater now. Can't fault him. All right, let, let's go to uh, pot of the week now. So last week for pot of the week, Matt <laughs> went with Matt Moylan, who was a popular trading target. Matt actually got talked out of trading him in just before uh, the game started on on was it Thursday night. Matt got talked out of it, thankfully. So he had a very disappointing 23, but a few people went with him. Chris, you went with another very popular candidate who I believe you also brought in, Will Kennedy, who had a pretty solid 51, lost a late try assist. Uh, and, again, not a bad one to have in your squad moving forward, so not a disaster. 
Uh, Chris, who have you got for us for part of the week this week? Yeah, this week I've picked out Selwyn Cobbo playing against the Bulldogs at Belmore in a 3 p.m. day game. Uh, he's coming off that really, really quality game against the Dolphins where he scored 116 and basically changed the momentum of the match. Um, so I'm, I'm not bringing Selwyn in, unfortunately, to my team this week, but he definitely um, ticks all the boxes for me this week for pot of the week. James, you got for us. Geez, Selwyn looked good running around Tessie New. Tessie looked on like he was just on the treadmill every time Cobbo touched the ball. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Um, my pod of the week is I've, I, I haven't been doing too well with my pods of the week. Uh, so not the on-air ones, the ones not you bring the on-air one. Yeah, so well. I feel like it's a bit cursed. So uh, I'm going uh, uh, AJ Brimpod this week. Uh, from the Titans. I, re- I still like their run home. I've got Philip Sammy. Uh, I think that they're a different team with uh, Brimson in, in the squad. Uh, and if he backs up, uh, I think he's an option to bring in. He's still quite low ownership for, and he's only 570-odd thousand. And so has that dual 5'8 fullback uh, as, a, as a pod for the run home. Yeah, and looks in great actual footy form too, which is always nice. Passes the pod father eye test in a big way. Yeah. Uh, my pod for this week is Joseph Suali'i. He's back on the wing for the Roosters, and I think he'll goal kick as well as Sandon Smith has been, and he's absolutely hopeless at goal kicking. Uh, he's owned by 6% of teams, Suali'i, and I was a bit surprised by that, but when then when I looked into it, he's he's owned by less than 1% of like the top players. So I think a lot of the people who own him are people who got him at the start of the year and, and, and don't play anymore. Uh, we all saw what Suali'i can do when he was on the wing last year. He's also coming off a bit of a, a Buzz Rothfield media bashing over the weekend too. So I think he's going to be fired up and he's going to absolutely explode for the rest of the year, Suali. If this was round 12, 13, I reckon I'd bring him in in a heartbeat, but I, I don't think I'll do it uh, heading into the pointy end of the season. Uh, Tubes, Tubes' is mailbag. Yeah, Tubes' is mailbag. Uh, we're sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock. Uh, yeah, just unbelievable way to enter into potentially some horse ownership. So have a look at them on Twitter uh, and get around them. Uh, this week we've got two questions. Um, first one's not really a super coach question. Uh, there was some news this that came out today that Josh Reynolds has officially retired from rugby league. And we've got a question from Matt from Broadbeach. Um, and he's asked, is Josh Reynolds the worst player to have ever had a 10-plus year career in the NRL? Chris, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on Josh Reynolds? Oh, look, I, I, I feel for Grub a little bit here. Um, I, I, look, I've never been one of my favourites. I'll, I'll, I'll let that be known pretty, pretty quickly. But I did, I did watch his, um, his uh, uh, stuff yesterday about him announcing his retirement. And I must admit I got a bit sentimental about it all. I thought, <laughs> oh, isn't that beautiful? And then, you know, to see this, look, I'm trying to think of one worse, uh, a 10-year career worse. I think, John, you floated John Morris, which I can get around. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's probably hard to say there's been a worse 10-year NRL career than, uh, than Grubbs. I reckon it's, it's harsh. I don't know. It feels very recency bias. He certainly had a moment there. Like 2014, he was the 5'8 when we broke the broke the streak against Queensland and was good in that series. His halfback was was it uh, Trent Hodkinson? Yeah. yeah. So, they made the grand final that year too. Tubes, I've got that team list up right now, and that is, I reckon, in the running for worst team to ever make an NRL grand final on paper. So fullback was Sam Parrott. Uh, Hodkinson halfback, Reynolds 5'8", and Mick Ennis was hooker but didn't play in the grand final because he was suspended. But you look at the team, Corey Thompson on the wing, Mitch Brown on the wing, Tim Laffey in the centres. It is absolutely putrid. And you can't forget Good forward pack. They had a good forward pack. Yeah. They did have a good forward pack, absolutely. But you still need – yeah, I I think Josh Reynolds is a really important part of that team. So for 2014 alone, I'm not throwing him in the worst 10-year career ever. Who ended up playing hooker in that grand final? Leacher. Wasn't it? No, no, okay. no, no, oh. Yeah, right. You, you know, you know who the reserve grade hooker was for Canterbury at the time. Damien Cook. Great work, Desi. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the the Rabbitohs of that grand final had Appy Coruscant played yeah. because uh, Isaac Luke was suspended. So both the starting hookers got suspended. Imagine, imagine if Cook came in, you would have had like Luke and a suspended, and then Cook v Coruscant. A little Origin preview for ten years later. Crazy. Yeah. I look. I I'm I'm. I'll get around uh, Grub. He's, uh, you know, 
he's a he's a man that's probably frequented fusion quite a bit in those ten year period. Um, <laughs> And and you know enjoyed a few nights out and he's as he, and he's enjoyed every minute of his ten year plus NRL career. So well done to him. Didn't expect a fusion reference tonight. <laughs> it's broken me. Uh, all right. Uh, second question is uh, James. who's come come through on Twitter. He's uh, he's got a question. It's a double barrel. So uh, is Walker to Ponga two sideways or an upgrade? Uh, for this week, he leans the ladder, um, and he's thinking this is the week to move on Asako. He's owned him all season. Like, well done. Uh, Finn's next few weeks worries me. Is there a push toward Manu, Maju, or Targo? Tago, Targo. Uh, so looking to move on Asako. So it's a double barreled. John, I'll let you answer the first part. Ponga, Ponga, Walker to Ponga. What do you reckon? I think we've already covered it pretty well. I, I think I'm in on that being an upgrade. I like it. Yeah. I also really like that uh, James has mentioned that he was an Osako owner all season. Well, it just has to drop that in there. Just yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a pat on the back, but, you know, <laughs> as as my son's, uh, you know, kindergarten class, one, two, three, good on me, uh, pat on the shoulder. <laughs> um, but, uh, Chris, Osako, do you think if you – do you own him? Is it time no. to – No, don't own, haven't owned, haven't really looked like owning. Um I think it is. I like the move. Um, those three players you mentioned, Manu, Mazu, and Isaac Tungo, they they are all uh, you know, end game CT dubs. And I'm not sure about Osaka. I haven't been sure all year. He keeps getting the job done, but um, particularly particularly Mazu with that with that run home we mentioned for the Knights. I'd be I'd be very comfortable to make the Osaka to. I agree. Mazu. I'd hundred percent go Osaka to Mazu mm. in that situation. I, I'd definitely go Mazu out of those three, um, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm not an Osaka owner, and I feel like he has to fall over at some point. But um, yeah, I, I there's a lot of people that traded him in last week that won't want to be getting rid of him after one week. So I think it it could be the time to move him on. I think if he's only got, say, nine, ten trades left and he's got a lot of guys he left he wants to bring into his team, I think I'd hold a Sarko. Like, I do fully understand if you've got a few extra trades or you've already got guys he might have held for feeder, he might already own Grant. Like, I, in that in that case, maybe a little bit different. But, yeah, depending on what he's looking at, I'd potentially just hold a Sarko. He just keeps getting it done. Good duel, Sarko, as well, um, just in that into the fullback as you're sort of moving things around. All right, great, great, mailbag. great mailbag, Chiefs. Um, and that brings us to, to a close for tonight, fellas. Long episode tonight. Hopefully people have got something out of it. Uh, and, yeah, good luck for this weekend, Chris. I hope we helped you get your mojo back, mate, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks. It was a great pod tonight, boys. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, and, Chiefs, let's keep those good times rolling uh, and we'll see what, what pod Chiefs has kept off air and he's going to bring in uh, about 7.55 on Friday night for, for the run home. Good luck this weekend, Chiefs. Uh, you beauty.